0: Hello, I'm Ed. Welcome to the Faith in Kids podcast. We're in 2 Peter. It's tricky, but it's getting a lot easier.
1: How are you, Jam? I'm very well, very excited for episode three. Oh, welcome back. Now Jam, please tell me,
0: have you got a whip around question for us to begin with?
1: I do, and it is to say, when did you last take care of something or someone? And how well did it go? In my house, whenever somebody gives us a plant, it dies quite soon. We are very bad at plants, especially indoors. So anyway, uh, the last time I probably took care of something, it probably died. But I'm sure you can do better than that, Ed. We once looked after a massive old Labrador and he just
0: lumbered around the house very slowly and left a massive amount of hair behind. We were hoovering for weeks, and I'm not even a hooverer, but every
1: flat surface had Labrador hair on it. We would love to know, when did you last take care of something or someone? So Ed, why are we talking about taking care of something or someone? Because today, Jam, we're asking
0: the question, where is God when it hurts? Who's looking after us? Is
1: he looking after us? Really? Okay, so we're going to do some fun facts. Oh, could we Jam? Yes, I've got some fun facts about those hard times when we might need looking after and about stress. And the first fun fact is that the lowest stress levels are recorded in adults, older than 72 so jam you're saying that if people get to 72 they become
0: very relaxed
1: i would say that grandparents tend to be less stressed than their children or grandchildren okay. and that sounds about right doesn't it what are your did you have grandparents who I were did, I very did. relaxed
0: uh, so i think a sign of a grandparent is they just fall asleep all the time yeah when they think this conversation's got boring they have a sleep
1: Although sometimes they can be so relaxed that it makes you stressed. (laughs) Isn't it annoying when people are really relaxed and you're not and suddenly you're just like on edge. Will we ever get out the house? Will we? Uh, Well, talking about that, getting out the house. Okay. Nearly 25% of people report feeling extreme stress during holidays. Uh, Ed. Yes. In episode one, you said you take a chocolate bar with you yes. on, a, on, on walks because yeah. you tend to drag people too far and you need to redeem yourself with chocolate.
0: I, I get reminded of all those walks I've taken my family on where they believe they're at the edge of doom. I, I do want to say...
1: Or worse, they think they're halfway Ugh, round yes. and you've only really just got started. Yes,
0: yes, yes. And I have taken to tracking how far we've gone to say it's really not that far. It's just over that hill. Yeah.
1: I actually do
0: find that I go away on holiday believing we'll leave our sin behind. And we will become this perfect version of ourselves. And we will be the family who skip through fields, encouraging one another all the way with no arguments. And picking flowers and making daisy chains. Uh, And somehow the arguments and the pain and the difficulty and the shouting, it feels so much worse on holiday.
1: Let's not dwell on this. Although it's going to get worse, 70% of students <laughs> yes. um, are often or always stressed about schoolwork. Yes, I'm sure some of our listeners can already empathise. Uh, and parents uh, probably still, ask your parents, kids, yeah. if they still get dreams about yeah. having to sit exams. Yes, I get one where it's not that I have to sit an exam, but I realise the exam is coming. And I haven't been to any of the lessons, and I can't find out where the lessons are.
0: And I want to say to you, it's alright to get worried about a test... Please remember, Jam and I are able to laugh about it now. Yeah. It's okay. However hard, however frightening you're finding them, it's okay to be stressed. The Lord has you.
1: And if you want to de-stress, go to the least stressed country in the world, which according to satisfaction levels is the country of... Greece. Actually, in some, that's the most stressed. Oh, Denmark,
0: Denmark.
1: Why Denmark? I don't know why, but I would Lego. say Lego, bacon, yes, and pastries.
0: Lego, bacon and pastries. Jam, do you need anything else in life? I don't think I do. I'll give you a bible, bacon, Lego and pastries, and I'll move. Off you go. <laughs> It is great to talk about feeling stressed because it's okay to say that's how we're feeling. Today, we're finding out where is God when we're feeling like that? When we are worried, when we are anxious, when we don't want tomorrow to come, and when we can't sleep, where is God?
1: We're going to look at the Bible now, aren't we? Yes, please. So, to Peter is a letter written by Peter, who was a fisherman, who was a disciple of Jesus. We've been working our way through that letter that Peter wrote to the churches. So why don't I read verse 9 of chapter 2. So this is two Peter 2, verse 9, and it goes like this. And so the Lord knows how to save those who serve him. He will save them when troubles come and the Lord will hold evil people and punish them while waiting for the judgment day. In our family,
0: you don't have to wait long before someone says, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. This is so unfair. Not an hour goes by when someone isn't saying that. We know what has happened. We know we didn't do it. We know what the other person did but the person we're talking to doesn't get it. Let me be very clear with you. God does know. He sees, he knows, and he also saves, and he always gets it right. Now, in Peter's second letter, he tells us the story of Noah. We all know the story of Noah. There's the animals and the ark and the flood and the rainbow, but that's not the bit of the story Peter tells us. The bit that Peter tells us is before they get into the ark. Noah is busy building his ark. Everyone thought he was bonkers. He wasn't even by the sea. They were making fun of him. They were saying, what are you doing, Noah? In that moment, Noah knew God sees. Put your fingers by your eyes. God sees. He sees the wrong people do. God doesn't ignore it. He doesn't pretend it doesn't happen. He sees. He saw Noah carrying on trusting. God knows. Fingers on your head. God knows what is needed. He knows what has to be done. He knows what Noah is doing. He knows Noah is trusting. He knows everything. Okay? To your eyes, God sees. To your head, God knows. Next. Hold your hands together in a cup. God saves. The ark was ready. The right people were safe inside. The right people were left outside. The animals were on board. All those who trusted God were completely safe. Cup your hands. God saves. Let's see where we've got to. To your eyes. God sees. God knows. God saves. Lastly, thumbs up. God gets it right every time. God got it right with Noah. He saw, he knew, he saved, he looked after Noah and Noah walked out onto dry land at the end with his animals, with his family. God gets it right every time. Listen, listen to the verse. And so the Lord knows how to save those who serve him. He will save them when trouble comes and the Lord will hold evil people and punish them while waiting for the judgment day. Ready? With your fingers. To your eyes, God sees. To your head, God knows. Cup your hands, God saves. Thumbs up, God gets it right. I want you to know that when you're thinking this is so unfair, God sees and he knows. I want you to know that just like Noah and his family were kept safe inside the ark, we are always safe. Wherever we are, as we walk into school, as people say mean things, as people do mean things, don't give in to the lie that you're alone. God sees, God knows, and he saves. He has saved you, and by his spirit, he is still with you. And thumbs up, he gets it right. As we go into school, we can trust God to look after us. We are as safe in school as Noah was in the ark. The best thing we can do is trust God. And when people do the wrong thing, God sees that too. God knows what they're doing. And there comes a day when God will make everything fair. God will fix everything. He's asked Jesus to do it. He'll do it really well. And that's called judgment day. We can wait for that day when it will all make sense. Let me pray. Dear Father, I thank you that you see. Wherever we go, however dark it is, however lonely we feel, you see. You know. You know what we need. You know how we feel. You know what hurts. And you save. You saved by Jesus dying on the cross and you save today by sending your spirit to be with us to keep us safe. And you always get it right every single time. We do not need to be afraid about tomorrow. We do not need to be anxious. You are with us. It's going to be okay. Please help us, Father, when we find that so hard to believe. Amen.
1: Oh man. When you say he knows, it's very hard not to touch your nose at that point. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you if you get that right every time, listeners, you're doing very well. Anyway, Ed's got questions. I've got questions. If you're under five, tell me. When you want
0: someone to look after you, who do you go to? Who can keep you safe? Fives to sevens. When did you last say that's not fair? Was it today? eights to elevens what is the answer that God gives when we say that's not fair what does God say to us when we say that's not fair and lastly over elevens I wonder how do you feel about judgement day how do you feel about judgement day remember He sees, he knows, he saves, and he gets it right.
1: Have a chat now if you like, but you're going to need to hit pause. And if you're still with us, here's a sketch about Peter the fisherman who had amazing adventures with Jesus. There was a miraculous catch of fish in episode one. Go back and listen to that if you've not heard it yet. Then there was the transfiguration in episode two. And here we are in episode three, Acts chapter 12. We read about his escape from jail thanks to an angel although he ended up in jail again and again after that. But anyway, listen to the sketch that was recorded at Word Alive earlier this year.
2: We are going to imagine that we're going back in time in Peter's life to a time when Peter had to trust that God saw, that God knew, that God saved and that God got it right every time because Peter... Was. In. Prison. Right, in there you go then. Peter. Peter? No, I'm Marcus.
0: No, no, no. Peter's my name. That's who I am.
2: Well, it doesn't matter to me.
0: I just thought you'd like to know.
2: Well, it doesn't make a difference. I'll forget you soon anyway. Always forget all the prisoners
0: who come into Herod's prison. No, but I thought you might need to know my name in case I escape.
2: Escape? I don't think so. I'm one of four soldiers in my team, and there are four different teams. We make sure that we are watching you around the clock. We even chain ourselves to you at night. No one escapes ever.
0: It's just I did once.
2: What, did you you bribe a guard to get you out? No. Oh, did you, did you get a, a friend to smuggle in a hacksaw inside a cake? N-
0: n- no, no, okay. I didn't do that either.
2: Oh, I know. Did an angel come and rescue you and all the others? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, yes. No, that's exactly Wait. what happened. An what? angel did rescue me. What? Yeah, I know. Okay, so I was asleep in prison, dreaming about fishing with a chocolate fishing rod in a what? chocolate boat. Okay. And I had two guards chained to me. The That's in, were in... No, in real life, the guards were chained to me. They weren't in the fishing boat made right. of chocolate. Okay. Yep. And they were chained to me. And outside, there were two more. That's in two. The boat? No, two oh. more guards were right. actually outside. I was okay. on my own in the chocolate yep. boat. Yep. And then an angel appeared and prodded me. And then I woke up and the chains fell off. How? That never happens. The chains can't just fall off. Well, I, I, I know, but they, they did for me. So I just put on my clothes. And off I went.
2: Wait, what were you wearing before? Actually, don't, don't tell me that.
0: And then I came to the big steel gate.
2: And <laughs> Let me guess, it just magically opened.
0: Yes. <laughs> and then I walked out of the prison and along to my friend's house right. and I found the house full of people okay. praying for me. Pray- Who knew? <laughs> I bet they were really pleased to see you. Well, actually, they didn't believe it was me at all. But- Wasn't that just what they were praying about? I know, weird. It turns out you can pray for stuff and not believe when it happens. Not know that God sees it and God knows what to do. And so when it happens, well, it shows he can do it after all. Miracles
2: can happen even today. But we've executed Christians and your God didn't save them.
0: I know why you think mm. that. So my friend James, another of the disciples, right, okay. he was yep. killed just before I walked out of prison. Oh. But I guess in my case, it shows God can save. He, he did with me, it's in his plan. So if he chooses not to, well, that must be in his plan too, I guess. Really? Well. well Jesus is obviously the ultimate example. He didn't escape from prison. He was killed on a cross. And look how God used him to save the world. God can see. He knows. He saves. He always gets it right. You're weird.
1: (laughs) I know. And and, Until I escape, that
2: is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Ed, one more question for you, and it's the question from earlier. Where is God when it hurts? Where is God when it hurts, Jam?
0: Fingers at the ready, he sees, he knows, he saves, and he gets it right. Jam, you totally got that wrong. I put my fingers on my nose. We're going to do that again, Jam. Ready? Okay. Where is God when it hurts? He sees, sees, he knows, he saves, he gets it right.
1: You didn't touch your nose then, did you? (laughs) I did. You did? You got it wrong. Okay, third time. We're both going to get it right. Where Where is God when it hurts? He sees. He he knows. knows, He saves. He he gets gets it right. right. Phew. I think we better have a song. And this isn't just, we're going to have, uh, we are the church, not just because it's one of my favourite songs, literally, of all time, but it reminds us how God sees and knows and saves and gets it right with his master plan to bring all things together under Jesus, who is now seated at God's right hand. He's got this. Let's celebrate that. Awesome cutlery. Take it away. It is very much time for us to end this podcast, but we've got a listener email, haven't we?
0: Ah, oh, thank you, Barney, for emailing us. Barney, like many children who listen to this, you're a big fan of the fun facts. You've sent me some. Here are my favorites that you've sent me. Even though he invented the telephone, Alexander Graham Bell banned them from his lab because he thought they were distracting. Wow. If only Alexander Graham Bell could see the phone now. Yeah. There are enough moons in the solar system. For the average human to visit two a year for their whole lifetime.
1: That's a very helpful piece of information. A lot of moons. A lot of moons. We should probably go, Ed, shouldn't we? Oh, must we? We must. But there's an episode next week, episode four, the final one in this series.
0: Come and make the tricky letter much more manageable. Absolutely. See you next time. Cheerio. Bye-bye. those questions again if you're under five tell me when you want someone to look after you who do you go to who can keep you safe five to sevens when did you last say that's not fair was it today eight to elevens what is the answer that god gives when we say that's not fair and lastly over elevens how do you feel about judgment day Remember, he sees, he knows, he saves, and he gets it right. Sorry, champ. Okay. I ruined it.